0: Hello and welcome to the parish podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us.
1: In the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, when Pontius Pilate was governor of Judea and Herod was tetrarch of Galilee, and his brother Philip tetrarch of the region of Euteria and Trachonotis, and the Lysanians was tetrarch of Abilene. During the high priesthood of Enes and Caiaphas, the word of God came to John, the son of Zechariah in the desert. John went throughout the whole region of the Jordan, Proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And it is written in the book of the words of the prophet Isaiah. A voice of one crying out in the desert. Prepare the way of the Lord. make straight his path. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low. The winding roads shall be made straight, and the rough ways made smooth, and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you,
0: Lord Jesus Christ. With the solemnity of Christ the King in mind, and with the King himself in mind, the first Sunday of Advent. Those readings are always about, if you haven't noticed, they're always about the end of the world, giving us a track, a place we're looking toward that we desire by the end of this year, like to love Christ the King with all of our hearts, so that he may be the King of the universe and the Lord of our lives. We look forward as well as Christians, like for the end of the world. We look forward to the day when suffering will end, the pain will be done the exile from the true promised land heaven that was we were lost that was lost to us because of the sin in adam and eve will be over that we will one day no longer be exiles but be home the theme then going into the second sunday of advent is preparation for that 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 the Lord has, if, he, if anything, He has already made straight the paths. He has leveled things. He has, through history, He has been setting up things. So finally, the full revelation of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in God the Son coming, becoming incarnate, made man so that we could know Him. He's been leveling things. And there's one more person who must declare this. And every second Sunday of Advent, we focus on John the Baptist and the message to prepare. This, it gives us an understanding, if we want a better understanding rather, of John the Baptist. This is why the church then points us to this seemingly obscure book of Baruch that we get on this Sunday, and very rarely in the whole lectionary cycle. Baruch, like, is a recapitulation, a summary of, like, the the Pentateuch, and all the prophets, all those prophet, prophetic exhortations to the people of God, all their hopes for the future. And if you want to understand, like, again, how it really does sum everything up, here's just a few things that are mentioned in Baruch. There's like a prophecy, a speaking of how the wisdom of God will come and dwell on the earth, will be with his people. So, too, the people of God are exhorted then, because of that, take courage, my children. Cry out to God. Your exile is almost over. Like the sins that brought you to this place are about to be blotted out, washed out, because a Messiah is coming. He will regather together the 12 tribes of Israel from the east and the west, right? We heard that today, that last part. Is a piece of our, our prophecy about how God will bring back, remember, all the people who have been lost. The ten tribes of Israel in the north were lost to the Assyrian exile. The last two in Jerusalem will be sent off in the Babylonian exile. And when the Messiah comes, he will bring all together. Now, we know, if anything, as Christians, that this is the prophecy is really speaking of Jesus Christ, God coming together to bring people in from everywhere, the east and the west. This is why Jesus does what? He brings together 12 apostles. They are the new church. They are the church fulfilled. All the people of God, all God's people, all his creation, he's calling to his own, not just the Jewish people, not just the people of Israel, the people who were chosen to be that means, that vehicle, the ones particularly his own from whom he would come forth But he wants everybody, he wants everyone to come out of exile and to come home to him. This will be a recurring theme throughout all of the Gospel of Luke. Gospel of Luke is the only one that will have that what? That prodigal son parable that will speak of how the son exiles himself. He says, Dad, you're dead to me. I want out of here. I want to do my own thing. He exiles himself. And what are we hearing? that? The father's waiting. The father's waiting for him to come home. He wants him home. When he comes home, he wraps in, in love and welcomes him home into his promised land, his home with the Father. This theme of coming home is, continues today. We get it in Baruch. We get it in Isaiah 40, which is what's being basically quoted today in the gospel. This making straight the path. We realize that Jesus has made straight the path, that he has laid the foundation for us to be ready to hear him, the good news, so as to repent, believe the gospel, and accept him. He has already done the good work, especially for any of us who are baptized Christians. That's what St. Paul's getting at, too, in the second reading. He's done the work. You can't earn salvation. That's what Paul's getting at. A lot of times as Catholics, we think, like, our good work, if I just do enough, like, I'll get to heaven No, if anything, if we do any good work, it's already God working in us. He's the first mover, and he was the first mover when he made you his in those waters. He loved you knowing every single sin you'd ever commit, the way that we each would be prodigal sons and say, Dad, you're dead to me. I want to do my own thing. And yet he comes to dwell among us, to call his people home to the promised land. In Advent, we look at how we can, in response to that love, respond. How we too, even though he's laid straight the path, how we make sure that there's nothing that we've put in his way so that we can run to him and he can run to us. We look, we recognize, we look at it's a penitential season, that's where we wear the violet. It has a great expectant joy that God has already come He's worked. He'll come at the end. And thanks be to God, he still comes to us now and dwells among us. So that we will not be alone. We would never be left orphaned. But we always may have him and his strength to sanctify us and help us grow. So that as St. Paul says, the good work he be already begun in us in those waters of baptism may be brought to completion. In this time, we look at ourselves. We look at our sins. We see how sin lost us the Garden of Eden. We see how sin lost us the Promised Land. We all see in the people of Israel how sin lost to them the temple. And how sin, even still for each of us today, can make us lose the Promised Land that God's set up for us and he wants to give us. So my first, like, kind of one big point would be, like, in the season of Advent, God's calling you home. And while he justified us in those waters of baptism, if we've said, Dad, you're dead to me, if we've gone away from him, if we've said, I don't want to claim my, in- like, I don't want that inheritance anymore. I want to do my own thing. Let us go to God. Go to that sacrament where, he, where we not only just confess, like we're having a therapy session. No, but come and confess those sins. Scoop out all the junk out of our heart. Lay it at the foot of the cross so that the God who loves us in our sins may reconcile us to himself. To draw us home. Draw us home to his heart. Let us repent like John the Baptist, the precursor to the Christ had said, repent of our sins, be baptized. We were while we were baptized in those waters. Let us be mystically rebaptized in the waters of his love in that sacrament of reconciliation, where he, in a certain sense, re-justifies us by pouring forth mystically his precious blood upon us. With that being said, don't miss the opportunity to go to one of the penance services, to go to confession this, this season. But then too, my encouragement is because we all will have a tendency because the devil's out for us, let us heed the saints and go on a regular basis. Go, they said once a month. I'm not going to push you to the St. Francis of Sales one. He said once a week. Just going to go once a month right now, okay? He loves you so much, he constantly wants your heart to be reconciled with him. And with that, I want to shift the focus a little bit. Like how much God loves you. It's not just about justification. I want you to go back sometime this week, maybe today on the Lord's Day where we spend specific time, extra time with him. Go back and read that passage from Baruch. Notice how many times it talks about glory. It talks about glory. Because brothers and sisters, you were made for glory. You were not just made to be justified. That God came to do. But so often we as Catholics, we kind of think, we live in this like slave paradigm where we kind of like view the spiritual life like, like one of those rotating doors at a hotel and on like one side's hell and the other side's heaven and we're just like going around as quick as we can and we hope we land on the side of heaven. No, 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 no. God didn't just come to save us from hell. Yes, he's got to do that first, which is why John the Baptist is there to say, repent of your sins, be baptized, but that's just the beginning. That's the beginning of what St. Paul is talking about. He wants to see the completion, the maturation. This is about a maturity. This is why St. Paul, like in one of his letters, I forget which one it was, he kind of like, like wags his finger and goes, why are you still drinking spiritual milk? You should be on like meat and stuff now, the real food. Because the life of grace, the life of being justified in Christ, that's childhood. But we're called to like an adolescence and a maturity. We're called to be justified, then sanctified, because God wants to glorify us, for us to be sharing in his glory. He desires this for us. And this is what these great seasons of Advent, and of course we know Lent, are looking towards. We, if anything, need to, again, break out of this, like, slavery paradigm that's just trying to not go to hell. And especially in Christmas season, when it's so easy for us to to look at the baby Jesus and to to be moved by this child, by God become man, to recognize, wow, how much he loves. He didn't have to subject himself to that humility, that humiliation, let alone the one that will come In him being beaten and torn apart on that cross. But yet he does because he loves you and he wants to take you beyond justification to sanctification to making you holier and holier and holier as we as we heard in our opening prayer like let go of the things of this world as we let nothing hinder us from the completion to be found in God. Or as St. Paul says that we may increase more and more in our knowledge of every kind to discern what's of value so that we may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus for the glory and praise of God. Brothers and sisters, this Advent, I want to encourage you to ponder more and more the glory of God and His love for you, not just go to confession. Yes, with a repentant heart, with a, with a hatred for sin, a desire to never do it again. But because, not because it's just going to keep us from hell, but because we love Him. Right? We say, "Oh my God, I'm heartfully sorry for having offended Thee, because I detest all of my sins, because of Thy just punishment. But most of all, because they offend You, my God, You who are all good." And deserving of all of my love. Let us focus on his love. Let us focus on his love so that then we can try, of course by his grace, thanks be to God, to respond. To respond, to cooperate with that love so as to let him love us. For we know God is love, he still loves, and he loves you. And he wants to not just justify you, but to sanctify you and to let his glory shine through you so that more may come to know him, more may come to love him, more may become to like get out of that life of fear and begin to operate in his love, which totally receives his gift and strives to totally give back to him. This Advent, let us shift out of that servile fear and shift in to the love of God who first loved us. St. Anthony of Padua.